hate New York City. It's cold and it's damp. How many know the words of the whole song? And all the people dress like monkeys. Let's leave Chicago to the Eskimos. We might have to see them in the playoffs, though. That town's a little bit too rugged for you and me, babe. That was 37, 38 seconds. I thought the record was 27 or 28, but I ran 20 miles so uh, on Saturday, so my lungs are at full capacity right now. And non, not only that, I was I ran 20,000 or 20 miles in high altitude, and I've been running in high altitude, not on purpose. That's just where I've been the last few weeks in high altitude. So uh, I think I think my lungs are getting stronger. But anyway, as you guys know, what's going on? Welcome to my blue thoughts. That's right. These are my blue thoughts. I don't care if you agree with them. I don't care if you don't agree with them. I don't give a shit, to be honest. I could care less if nobody listens to this. I could be talking into the void, into the ether. I put this out because I want to voice my blue thoughts my name is peter sirs what's going on um you know this is going to be a fun little you know i don't want to say meaningless episode but you know the dodgers were kind of in limbo right here dodgers have clinched already um there's still some more playoff teams to be decided um as the you know just just to go over the basic notes, obviously, um, if the season ended right now, obviously the Dodgers would be in the playoffs. They already have clinched a playoff spot. They are right there where we knew they would be. Maybe even a little bit better, if we're being honest. And uh, they've got the second best record in the National League. Third best record in all of baseball. So, you know, just looking forward and looking ahead towards a few things. If the Dodgers advance um, they will have a home field advantage they won't have it in the NLCS because well they might it just depends on who they play if they play the Braves they will not have home field advantage in the NLCS however um, if they play anyone except for the Baltimore Orioles then they will have home field advantage in the World Series the Orioles currently are a game better than them so just some fun things to look forward to the Rays um, are only a game behind the Dodgers so they're still playing very well however because they are the wild card team I think by default um, even if they did advance to the World Series because they're the wild card team they would still not get home field advantage 
I'm pretty sure that's how it goes, unless it just goes best record, period. I think there's a caveat, though. You have to win your division to get full home field advantage, if I'm not mistaken, over. I don't know. Anyway, that's where we're sitting right now. If the playoffs ended today, or if the season ended today, the Dodgers would await the winner of the Brewers and the Cubs. Now, why do I say that? Because things can change. Right now, you've got the Cubs a game ahead of the Marlins. The Reds are falling fast. The Padres are, and the Giants are just about done, sadly. The Padres fucking choke. There's all these articles about turmoil and blah, blah, blah. Giants gave it a good go, but, you know, the Dodgers kind of put the nail on that coffin this weekend by taking three out of four here at home to close out the home stand and the close out all the regular season games in LA for the rest of the season. There will be no more. Um, there will be no more regular season home games at Dodger Stadium. I'm sorry to be the one to break that to you. But fun fun fact the Dodgers were number one in attendance again, and I don't know, I don't know, I guess I could look it up, but um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that not only are they number one in home attendance, but I'm pretty sure because, you know, Yankees fans and Red Sox fans travel very well, same as Cubs fans, but, um, and then there's just a lot of Yankee kind of bandwagon people around, you know, like a Jesus Hernandez guy I went to high school with, claims to be a diehard Yankee fan. Not really sure how you can grow up in Southern California and be a diehard Yankee fan. But it's also the same reason I can't understand why people grow up in Southern California and claim to be Dallas Cowboys fans. The only explanation I have is that those teams were pretty relevant in, you know, the the 90s, you know, early 90s, mid 90s, and people just hop on the bandwagon of any team that's good. Just like all of a sudden now, there's all these Golden State Warriors fans. 20 years ago, there was nobody that was a fucking Golden State Warrior fan. Same thing with the Clippers, you know, before they had Slob City. Um, I didn't know any Clipper fans. And then all of a sudden, they had Slob City, and everybody was a Clipper fan, allegedly. Same thing I talk about Angel fans. Nobody was an Angel fan. And then 2002, all of a sudden, everybody's a fucking Angel fan. And then, you know, they had kind of a run in the mid-2000s, you know, when they had Vlad Guerrero. And they had, what was it, the G-Force, Garrett Anderson, Vlad Guerrero, and Jose Guillen. Remember that fucking dude? Um, you know, they made the playoffs, I think, a couple more times. But now, don't see a lot of diehard Angel fans, do you? You know, it's just, this, it's the same thing. But... Anyway, my point is that Dodgers are number one in attendance again. Now, does that mean that people are there when the game starts and they're there when the game ends? Probably not. You know, we know what happens. Dodger fans notoriously late. Dodger fans notoriously leaving early. But that's not exclusive to Dodger fans. You know, they were showing, you know, last weekend when the Dodgers went, were in Seattle and they took like, you know, it was like a five or six run lead in extra innings and everyone started leaving uh, you know, it's it's in a lot of stadiums, but the Dodger fans, like, 
it could be a 2-1 game in the seventh and people are leaving to beat the traffic. And it's like, dude, where are you? I mean, are you really going to beat the traffic, dude? If you've been going to Dodger games as long as I have, you know where to park. You know how to beat the traffic. And also, like, what? So you're going to get an extra half hour of sleep? Like, it's still going to take you X amount of time to get home. Just fucking stay there, dude. You never know what you're going to miss. You know, I, I give... I haven't talked to him in a minute, but, you know, I've talked to, I talked about it on this podcast before. My buddy Gilbert, Gilbert Aguilera, no relation to Christina Aguilera, was at Kershaw's no-hitter. But he left in the sixth inning because they lived in Altaloma or, yeah, or Etiwanda, wherever they lived, and they wanted to get home because it was getting late and it was a school night. Yeah. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't care what fucking night it is. I will go. I mean, you're talking to the fucking no sleep warrior. I'm not wearing it as a badge of honor because my sleep is very important to me, especially as I've gotten older. But I also, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, but I'm in a position where I kind of have to work my ass off. So I wake up really early on most days anyway to either go to the gym um, or go to work, and if I know that I have to be up early, but I'm doing something really cool, I'm just gonna fucking suck it up the next day. The memory of being at a no-hitter is way more important than being like, oh, I got eight hours of sleep last night. Fuck that, dude, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm, you're talking to somebody that, now, granted, there were, Quite a few nights when I was in Oklahoma and uh, I took my edible and I was staying up to watch the Dodgers and I fell asleep. But there were a lot of times when, you know, I was up till 12 o'clock, 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning and then waking up at, you know, 536 the next day to go to the gym, go to work. Like I was I was staying up and I wasn't even at the game. So, um you know, kudos to Dodger fans for showing out this season. Um, they have, you know, one of the more expensive average price tickets in all of MLB. So the fact that the fans are still showing up is just a testament to the loyalty of the fan base here in L.A., but also a testament to just how successful the Dodgers have been, you know, over the last decade. And like we talked about last time, over the last 20 years, um, you know, 15 out of 20 is not bad to be in the playoffs that often. So, you know, kudos to that. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're waiting for, you know, we're waiting to see who the Dodgers face. Like I said, as of right now, if the season ended, they would face either the Brewers or the Cubs. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I would much rather face the Brewers simply because I don't want any scenario not one, not one fucking scenario where the Dodgers have to pitch to Cody Bellinger in a, in a crucial situation. I don't want to see it because I, I, and I have faith in the, you know, the Dodgers and the scouting team and the game plan between Mark Pryor and Austin Barnes and Will Smith and, you know, you know, everybody behind the scenes that's putting together a game plan on each day. But 
I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to let Cody go, and and I'm so proud of James Out James Outman for you know having to kind of fill those shoes. You know, although Cody had a couple down years, he was loved by Dodger fans, most Dodger fans. He gave us some great moments, some great plays, a Rookie of the Year, an MVP. You know, helping the Dodgers make it to the World Series. If you guys remember Game Seven in 2020 against the Braves, his home run was the difference. If you guys remember 2021 against the Giants, you know, Cody's base hit fucking won us that series. You know, if you guys remember 2018 against the Brewers, Cody had a game-winning walk-off hit against the Brewers, scoring Manny Ramirez. I was fucking there. Like, there are so many key moments that Cody was able to deliver. And, yeah, he had a couple down years, but I wasn't ready to give up on him. The Dodgers did. And he's, you know, definitely, if not the leading candidate, a candidate for comeback player of the year this season. And I don't want there to be a scenario with him potentially being able to do damage against the Dodgers in the postseason because that will hurt my feelings a lot. <laughs> I can't deal with the heartbreak anymore, you guys. I've, you know, as successful and, you know, as much as I've talked about, you know, this run, you know, since 2004 where they've been in the playoffs so many times and there have been, you know, there, there, there were teams that, you know, you look at on paper and it's like, you know, it's always the thing. Anything can happen, right? Any given Sunday, blah, blah, blah. But there were a lot of teams in that run where you hoped that they would win. But deep down, you're like, uh, you know, 20, 2016. That Cubs team was destined to fucking to make it, you know, but that 2013 and 2014 with Kershaw and Hanley and Zach Greinke and Adrian Gonzalez when he was still fucking playing well, um, just, you know, there, there's just been so many times when we had, you know, we had Puig mania and we had this and that and. You know, and then obviously the great teams of the last few years, you know, 2017, 2018, even though that Red Sox team, whether they cheated or not, you know, was pretty fucking good, led by one Marcus Lynn Betts. Um, you know, we've had our heart broken a lot. <laughs> I've had my heart broken a lot, and I, I'll never forget this. Um, this was 2008, okay? And uh, this is when I used to have season tickets still. And I went, you know, I, we went to the playoff game um, that the Dodgers clinched against the Cubs in, 20, in 2008. Um, Jonathan Broxton striking out Alfonso Soriano to end the game. And it was really cool to be there because that was the first playoff series that Dodgers had won in 20 years, you know, and I got to be there. And that team, you know, Derek Lowe and Chad Billingsley, you know, they're not Hall of Famers. and But they were pretty solid that year. And the offense, you know, we had Manny Wood and everything. And it was Matt Kemp and Ethier and fucking Furcall. And, like, just that was a good team, man. But the fact was, was this was all kind of, for me as, as a fan, being able to go to these games and they – you know, I had been to a playoff game in 2004. I had been to a playoff game in 2006. 
and uh you know it was fine but you know it was again it was one of those things where you didn't really you hoped they would win but like reality those teams probably were not going to win um but 2008 and 2009 man we're we're a jonathan broxton meltdown away from you know tying the series against the phillies and it happened two years in a row um but I just I remember how invested I was and how bad I wanted it and you know most fans do you know we all do I feel like sometimes I I might bleed a little bit more Dodger blue than some people which is why I have a fucking podcast about it now but I'll never forget my girlfriend at the time you know she had gone to the clinching game with me and she had gone to game what was that what would that have been game four yeah because the Phillies ended up taking so yeah it was a 2-1 series at this point and the Dodgers were winning and then all of a sudden you know Victorino hits a home run or Matt Stairs hits a home run Victorino hits a home run and you know Victorino hits a home run and then Matt Stairs hits one and he I mean he fucking lied he was he was dick that year he didn't do shit, but he, you know, got into one every once in a while. And Jonathan Broxton, for whatever reason, just fucking choked. And then the next game, you know, which was game five, Dodgers are down three games to one. And I remember my girlfriend at the time couldn't go for some reason, so I went with one of my friends. And I just remember how just, like, excited I was and how, you know, I wanted the Dodgers to win the World Series. And just how deflated I was because they were never really in that game Cole Hamels showed up and just fucking dealed you know shut the door on the Dodgers and then I remember I remember coming home and then my girlfriend coming over and me just kind of melting down and you know I'm not embarrassed to admit it but crying and just being like well you know you've got me for the you've got me for the fall and the rest of the winter now you know until next year and it was really like a, a a a tough tough blow because we like I said you know they were they were they were down two games to one but they were up in game four with a chance to tie the series in LA and it just didn't work out and then the same thing happened the next year in Philly that time and Jimmy Rollins you know got like a triple I think to take the lead and the Dodgers never recovered from that same scenario you know um down two games to one the ability to tie and you know there's just been situations like that where they've had their heart broken you know obviously 2017 comes to mind you know that world series game game five in houston where it was back and forth and kershaw you know at the time we thought you know he blew two you know four run leads when in reality the astros were stealing signs and whatever it's just there's been so many heartbreaks and I don't know if my heart will get broken if they lose this year because I didn't have World Series expectations going into this year just with the moves they made and the lack of moves they made, you know. But um, there is something special about this team, the grit that I haven't seen in a few years. And, you know, it, it just feels like they're always in the game no matter what is happening. No matter what the score is, they're always in the game. And almost to the point where, 
you're just waiting for someone to step up. Like, okay, Mookie's up. He's going to hit a home run. Boom, he hits a home run. Oh, well, Freddie's up. He'll 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 slap a single the other way or he'll he'll hit a double. Um or you know, Will Smith is due. Here comes Will Smith with a fucking double in the gap to tie the game or oh no here comes jd martinez he's on fire he's just going to keep hitting home runs by the way shout out to jd martinez gets off the dl next week wins fucking nl player of the week five home runs 12 rbis like the dude is just a hitting machine just quietly putting up numbers you know 32 home runs batting 270 almost had almost had 100 rbis and he's missed quite a few times the dodgers are going to have the Dodgers have the potential to have at least four guys with, with 100 RBIs, which has never been seen, I don't think, in Dodger history. It's other teams have had it, but to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure that's the only time that they've had four guys have 100 RBI. I could be wrong. Um, I, I've, I, I've been, I had shows all weekend, so I didn't get to watch all of the games at all. <laughs> Um, it was kind of here and there, and then I was driving home on Sunday from Oregon, so I was just listening to the game on Sunday. Didn't get to watch that either. Um, I prefer to be in different time zones when I'm on the road because then I can come back to my hotel or whatever and still watch the game because I'm a couple hours ahead or whatever. But when I'm in the same time zone and they're on the road in the same time zone, it's tough because I've got shows at those times. And also... That's why I wasn't watching the game. I actually was trying to watch the games this weekend at the venue. And where we were was... Because uh, I have MLB TV. So I could watch games from wherever. If I'm not in a blackout zone. So because they were playing the Giants, I was in a zone where you couldn't watch... I couldn't watch the Dodgers because they were playing the Giants and there was a local station... That was covering the Giants, NBC in the Bay Area, I guess. Like, I guess we were in that blackout range. So I couldn't. I tried to watch the game on my phone while I was at the venue, and I couldn't. That's right. I'm not an off. I'm not a bad Dodger fan, but um, I did see highlights and all that, and I didn't know what was going on. You know, obviously Emmett Sheehan, you know, stepping up and you know throwing almost five no hit innings, like. He's got great stuff, man. You know, Dave Roberts talked about it, but his stuff plays very well. He's going to be a swing man in the playoffs come playoff time. You know, maybe, you know, I don't think he'll be the... So the Dodgers have been tinkering with using openers since their rotation is so depleted, and you guys have probably seen it, but Caleb Ferguson has, has been an opener like four times over the last month or so. Um, they're saying that they might use Brewstar Gratterall as an opener, which I don't necessarily agree with because he's the one of the best relievers in MLB this year. I think he's got like the second lowest ERA, 1.29. Don't like the idea of having him as an opener. Caleb Ferguson makes more sense because he was a starter. But then again, Brewstar was a starter too. They just moved him to the bullpen, so... Um, I just like the idea of him coming out of the bullpen and just fucking shutting it down in the eighth inning. But Shelby Miller's been pretty fucking solid, too, and he's got great stuff. So you you have a lot of options, you know, but Emmett Sheehan is definitely going to be a swing guy. So I think when you're talking about openers, you're going to have either some combination of Ferguson 
and or you know maybe you throw like I said Gratterall out there for an inning um, and then you have Pepio you know pick up the bulk middle innings for that or you have Yarbrough you know do that because he did that a lot he was with Tampa Bay a few years ago and so he's very familiar with coming out of the bullpen after an opener comes in um, the Dodgers are going to get very creative with the rotation once the playoffs start. It's going to be very similar to what the Rays have done in the past. And it's out of necessity, really. Like, they really don't have a choice. But when you got guys like Sheehan and Pepio and Yarbrough fucking coming out there. And done, let's not forget Gavin Stone, who's been pretty good over the last couple weeks. Um, and Michael Grove as well. Like they're they're gonna have a lot of options, guys that can go innings, and that's kind of what I was talking about a few weeks ago. You know, that's what the Astros did back in 2018. It was just all hands on deck, man, and they fucking they or 2017. I'm sorry, it was all hands on deck, and that's what they did. Um, but what I really, really wanted to talk about, and I'm finally getting a chance to get to, is uh, the fact that. You know, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. It's quite possible that we saw Clayton's last regular season start in Dodger Stadium as a Dodger. And like I said, I had a show, so I was bummed that I wasn't able to watch it in real time. But, you know, with that start, he gets the win, moves to second all-time, you know, on the Dodgers win list. You know, all the old-timers want to talk about him being better than, or Sandy, Co- him not being better than Sandy Koufax. Well, he's got more wins than Sandy Koufax. He's had a longer career than Sandy Koufax. He has better numbers than Sandy Koufax. And, oh, yeah, Clayton's doing it against world-class fucking athletes. Clayton's doing it against you know, analytics and sabermetrics and all these other factors, whereas not to say that Sandy Koufax wasn't one of the GOATs, because he is too, but Sandy Koufax was doing it, you know, against guys, you know, that were selling refrigerators in the offseason or selling used cars in Brooklyn, you know, or, you know, wherever they were playing. Like, it's just different, dude. You can't compare players from different eras his numbers speak for themselves. He's one of the best pitchers of all time. He's the best pitcher I've seen. And if that was Clayton's last regular season start as a Dodger in Dodger Stadium, hats off, buddy. He is, you know, forever, in my opinion, the greatest pitcher to ever put on a Dodger uniform. Um, the numbers speak for themselves. Now, Don Sutton... You know, has all those wins, but he's got a shitload of losses, too. And Clayton Kershaw has done it all with one organization, as did Don Drysdale. Um, But also did it while just being an angel of a human and donating millions of dollars and countless hours of time to helping others, you know, build schools and homes in Africa and... uh, just a class act a class act on the field a class act off the field never had an issue it's just uh it's really just a shame that you know he hasn't really been able to stay healthy over the course of the last you know 
what six years or so he spent time on the DL minus 2020 when you know that was basically just a sprint to the playoffs you know he, he's not getting any younger he continues to get hurt as he is hurt this year and I just you know I, I don't I don't want to see him deteriorate any further um, I just I, I I'm I'm really torn on what Clayton's gonna do I, I think that you know Clayton like a Kobe you know I don't I think they have a similar mentality, although Clayton, uh, <laughs> if you watched uh, the uh, <laughs> the Dodgers playoff celebration when he took off his shirt, um, <laughs> maybe uh, doesn't pay as close attention to his diet as maybe Kobe did, you know, but um, like Kobe, I think that he will not continue to pitch if he doesn't think that he's capable of being what he's capable of being so you know I've you know I've always talked about it you know I've, I've mentioned it a million times on this podcast but you know for me he was must see you know must watch if he was on TV if I knew Clayton was pitching you know I would oftentimes plan to go to a game just because he was pitching and you know I, I would have hoped maybe to be successful enough at this point in my life which I'm not but uh, that I hope that I was successful enough to um, to be able to have you know a son and maybe take him to a game and and let him see Clayton Kershaw and we can you know, when we're when 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 we're both old, share that moment. You know, of like, hey, like, remember when you got to see Clayton Kershaw, the greatest pitcher of our generation, pitch. You know, but now it's gonna be. You know, maybe I'll have a kid. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, I I I'll, I'll get to tell him that I got to see. You know, like my dad. You know, told me how he got to see. Although, you know, he didn't really get to see Sandy. I mean, he gets to see Sandy Koufax as a kid, but, you know, they got to see Sandy Koufax. I got to see Clayton Kershaw. I got to see Clayton Kershaw in person so many times, and I've been fortunate. I've been blessed. You know, I, I wish that the Dodgers could have, you know, had some teams, you know, like we talked about some of those teams that, you know, you rooted for, but deep down you knew that they probably weren't going to win. You hope they do because, you know, like I said, anything can happen. But, you know, there's there were some years where, you know, unfortunately Clayton was the workhorse and, you know, he would come back and, and start for the Dodgers on three days rest. And it worked out sometimes. Sometimes it didn't, you know, against the Cardinals a couple times in a row. Um, you know, again, heartbreak. You know, I, I can tell you where I was when you know Clayton fucking gave up a home run to Matt Carpenter or fucking who was the fat fuck on the on the on the, on the Cardinals ah he wasn't very good but he dropped a couple bombs and he got one off a of Kershaw in the playoffs and anyway point being is we were very lucky whether it's his last start or not we've been extremely blessed I hope you guys as Dodger fans 
I know you do, but just take a moment just to think about the great the greatness that was Clayton Kershaw. You know, in his prime, there was nobody better, dude. I'm sorry. Like, Randy Johnson, you know, you know, had the velocity, and, you know, he had all the strikeouts and everything, but he also had a lot of walks, and, you know, Kershaw was just a different thing, and, you know, I'll never, I'll never forget this. One of my first road gigs back in 2014, I'm there, it's at the ranch in San Miguel, it's no longer there, it's about three and a half, four hours outside of LA, um, and I had gone with my buddy Justin Berkman, he took me to open for him, and I'll never forget, you know, sitting back in the green room, and you know, keeping, where where I'm, I'm out of the, uh, I'm out of the range, the blackout range, so I know I can watch the game. And then getting a notification, no hitter alert, and it's Cl- it's Clayton pitching a fucking no hitter, and so I'm sitting there in the green room, you know, watching just Clayton pitch one of the best games ever pitched, you know, and seeing him hold his hands up, you know, when he gets the strikeout to end the game, and seeing his wife Ellen, you know, and how happy she was, and just. Me at the time thinking like, man, it, it would be nice to have somebody love me that much because you you saw her face like she was invested in every single pitch and they've been together forever. And I know I give him shit for marrying his high school sweetheart when he probably could have fucking nabbed a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader or something, someone hotter. That's not important to Clayton Kershaw, but like the love that she showed for him and that they showed for each other was something that I, I, I envied, you know, and then being in a relationship for so long, you know, I kind of had that, um, now I don't, but whatever, um, but we, we've just been lucky, and like I said, I, I hope that this Dodger team can deliver another world championship, so Clayton can go out John Elway style, you know, or Peyton Manning style, um, but we've been lucky. So uh, it'll be fun to see what happens over the next week just to see, like I said, how the playoff picture shakes out. Um, I'm, you know, we've seen Dodgers Brewers in the playoffs. We've seen Dodgers Cubs in the playoffs multiple times for both. Um, we've seen Dodgers Braves in the playoffs. What we haven't seen in the playoffs, actually, I guess, I mean, no matter what, the Dodgers are going to end up playing a team that we've seen them play in the playoffs over the last few years. You know, the Cubs, like we were talking about, 2008, they were so good. Dodgers fucking swept them and eliminated them. Uh, Dodgers played the Cubs in 2016. Cubs were the better team. They fucking won. Now, the Dodgers that year got a little too cute with all the fucking nerd ball and everything. Probably could have had different results if they didn't do that, trying to do lefty-righty and righty-lefty and whatnot um, against the Brewers. We've seen that, you know, what, three times over the last few years. Dodgers winning all of those series. We've seen them face the D-backs in the playoffs, you know, back when in 2017 when the Dodgers had you Darvish 
and Kershaw. We fucking embarrassed the D-backs. I, w- I will never forget being down in San Diego and being there with my ex. And we were watching the game and watching. Uh, we had the best fucking. There's this pizza place in La Jolla. And it was like Chicago-style pizza. And it was so good. And we were just sitting there eating that. And it was fucking great. Hang on, guys. Stand by. Important call coming in. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. thought it was an emergency. Um, you know, and against the Phillies. You know, we've seen that a couple times. Dodgers, like I said, got the... Uh, Hit they got the bad deal in 2008 and 2009, so it would be nice to uh, to return the favor if the Phillies are somehow able to get past the D-backs and get past the Braves. But either way, and if the Dodgers play the Braves, obviously we've seen that several times over the last few years. The Dodgers usually getting the better of them, but the Braves got it when it counted on their way to their World Series in 2021. So. It'll be a fun, I mean, the postseason is always fun. You know, I actually, I actually enjoy watching the other games more so than I love watching the, I mean, I obviously I'm always going to watch Dodger games and I love them, but it's fun to watch playoff baseball when it's a game that I don't give it, like, I don't care who wins. I just am watching baseball and just getting caught up in the atmosphere, which is why I'm excited that I'm going to be in Tampa next week. And I'm hoping that uh, the Rays, I'm getting there a day early because I don't, w- I have to fly across the country and I don't want to get there the same day, three hours ahead and have to do a show that night and get to and from the airport and whatever. So um, I'm getting into Tampa a week or a day early. And as it stands right now, the Rays will have a game that day. I just don't know what time. So I'm hoping it's a night game, but we'll see. Um, I've never been to the Trop, so that'll be that'll just be a fun. And I can't imagine that the playoff tickets will be very expensive because actually, let's go in real time. Jamie, look that up for me. <laughs> let's see, Rays playoff games. Can't fucking type. <laughs> All right, we got it right here. Uh, game one, wild card, home game one, $66, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you guys never fucking fill out your stadium, you want me to pay $66, get the fuck out of here, well, we'll see, maybe I'll have somebody that knows somebody, anyway, I'm just excited, excited for the postseason, it's my favorite time of year, October, blue October, Halloween, all those things, um, this has been my blue thoughts and I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. Um, I appreciate you guys engaging with me, um, texting me, tweeting at me, letting you know you listened and all those good things. I, I really do appreciate it because there's a lot of Dodger podcasts and maybe you listen to those too, but you listen to mine. So thank you. Um, like I said, uh, if you guys are listening to this, I'm going to be, uh, I don't know why you guys would be there, but I'm going to be at Side Splitters in Tampa next weekend, October 5th 
through 7th, Thursday through Saturday. And then the following weekend, I'm going to be in Little Rock, Arkansas at the joint uh, the 13th and 14th of October as well. So if you're there for some reason or know anyone that's fucking there, fucking send them my way. Um, this has been My Blue Thoughts. Thank you so much. I will see you guys next time.